0: Hi Cornerstone family, I'm Pastor Andrew. This is my daughter Abigail. We'd love just to welcome you as we enter in together through media and to worship the Lord. And we just pray that the spirit of revelation and wisdom as we come through media, that we would still encounter the Lord together. And my uh, Abigail is going to lead us in prayer at this moment. Jesus, thank you for the worship team and how good they are going to worship for us today. And that I just pray blessing over the worship, that everybody would get a little pieces of Jesus' wisdom and his powerfulness, and that we would all feel it in Chad's message today. And that I bless the, everybody that is watching this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: That's so Welcome you. And we welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, be welcomed in this place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, be welcomed in this place. Let every touching every heart that is who you are That is who That is who That is who you are That is who you are That is who you are That is who you are, who you are. Even when Even when I don't see it's your work When I don't feel it, You're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Way make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who You are. Way make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness, my God. Oh, the tension of the now. I don't always understand I don't always get to see Everything And when I'm holding up my hands When I'm counting every breath Lord, all I need to know I'll praise before my breakthrough till my song becomes my triumph. I'll sing because I trust you and I will bring. When I'm listening for your voice and I'm shutting out the noise I know that you will speak clearly when I'm living out my faith when I'm stepping on the sea, I know you take my hand and walk with me walk I'll praise before come on sing it I'll praise before my breakthrough till my song becomes my trial I'll sing because I trust you and I will bring and again he who came my triumph I will sing because I trust you and I will bring my heart I will lift my
0: Man, that was an amazing time of worship. I want to encourage you to stay in the posture of worship. But before we transition over to Chad's message, I have a a brief announcement for you to stay connected. And I want to encourage you to go to our website for three different things. First, we'd love to partner with you in prayer requests. Please reach out. We would love to pray and contend for you. Second, If you are in need of groceries and you cannot get out, we want to encourage you to fill out our uh, delivery form, grocery delivery form. And whatever you need, fill that out. We have a team that would love to serve and is eager to serve you. Third, we want to encourage you at this time to continue to give. Yes, it can be very hard, but we want to encourage you to continue to partner with us, with his kingdom, to see him come through. So bless you guys, and uh, we we love you, and we're here for you.
2: Hey friends, it's so good to welcome you. Thank you for joining us um, for Cornerstone Church Online. I just want to dive right into the word, but before we do that, I just want to say, um, as has been said, you don't have to do life alone. I know this is a complex time where we're supposed to, um, you know, have temporary shelter and home and, and and all the social distancing and those things. But if you need um, encouragement, please reach out to us, as we've been saying, on our Facebook, Instagram, email, phone call, and just know that you don't have to be alone. And so the passage that I want us to look at really briefly today is in Psalm chapter 62. It's a phenomenal passage. It's very timely for the moment that we're in. So let's just dive right in. Psalm 62. It says this, truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. To verse five. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And this is really just a, a phenomenal passage written by David, who was no stranger to adversity, to persecution, to chaos, both within his own soul, if you read many of his other psalms, and chaos and war and, and difficulty and adversity, that just raged around him. He was like a magnet to difficulty, and yet he was a man after God's heart. So there's hope for us. But I just want to draw our attention, just zeroing in to verse one. There's this really simple principle. Simple, but not easy. My soul finds rest. The Hebrew, it can be translated stillness or silence. And, and, and I want to just give just a very simple, practical tool for us in this very complicated, complex, um, confusing time. This verse, I want to propose three things, that's it, very simply, three things uh, that we can begin to implement as a church community that would just um, create a context for the peace and presence of God to reign and rule in our hearts, in our homes and through our lives. And that first one is from that first word there, to keep still, to keep still. Uh, David riffs off of this word that we find earlier in the biblical story when Moses delivered his people from slavery in Egypt. But Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you; you only have to keep still. And when David says, "My soul finds rest or stillness in God alone," it's an invitation that when chaos, adversity, and difficulty swirl within and without, the 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 the, the options out there to to grow into anxiety or fear or or insecurity, or helplessness, or hopelessness, all of these options. There's another option called keeping still, stilling our hearts before the Lord. And the promises that we found in Exodus 14, it's in that stillness we're creating space for God to move. There's this famous verse we've all heard, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. And the reality is if we're frantically moving about reaching and pulling and grabbing and hoarding and trying to find solace or security and anything else, we're actually a moving target for the Lord to release his peace, his strength, his stability. So the first one, keep still. And this is as practical as an everyday practice. Wake up and be still at noon. Turn off the devices, be still. And then, he goes on, this word can also be translated, be silent. Put simply, we cannot hear if we're constantly speaking. Now, there is obviously a time and a place for using our words and making the phone call and, and reaching out. But in a moment where there is so much noise, we have this God who is a rock, a refuge, a redeemer, a, a place to find Uh, safety and shelter in. And he says, don't just keep still, but be silent before me. And and one of the passages that uses this word is in Zechariah 2. Be silent all people before the Lord, for he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. It's kind of this idea in the stillness and in the silence. Again, we're creating space for God to be God. And friends, if there was ever a moment where you or I need to live with the revelation of who God is as he's revealed through his son, Jesus, and as it's uh, appropriated and and revealed to us by the Spirit, it's now a God who's a rock, a refuge, a God who when all hell seems to be breaking out around us, who is our place of stability and security, power and provision. And yet, this is the picture David gives us in the Psalms. So keep still and be silent. And then the third and final is this verse 8: Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart to him, hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And yes, the, the stillness uh, and, and the silence. Yes, those can be taken individually. These are great practices to implement in our in our daily rhythm. But this word in verse eight is a congregational word that you and I can practice stillness and quietness and abiding and listening to God's voice as we just sit before him in his beautiful presence. But this is a word that says, "Okay, yes, there's a place for quiet. Yes, there's a place for still, but there's also a place church that you can pour out your heart, and I want to just so exhort you. There's a place for pouring out your heart alone, but in seasons like this, we need to bring another person along with us on the journey. In other words, so many of us can feel trapped or isolated. And 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 say, your chat, Pastor Chad, I I've done the stillness and the quiet. I I've tried to find breakthrough, but I. But can I pour out my heart? And the answer is yes. Pour out your heart alone, but we also want to encourage you to reach out to us. Pour out your heart with another. And just if you want a prayer partner or someone that you can pour out your heart with over phone or FaceTime or Zoom, man, we want to help connect our body in this hour. The church, even though the doors are temporarily closed to meetings because of what's happening, Um, In our world, our hearts aren't, our minds aren't, and and we just want to encourage you, pour out your heart to God with another person. Whether it's your spouse, a close friend, an accountability partner, again, if you need help getting connected, just reach out to us, please. So there's stillness, silence, and then the congregational word, pour out your heart to the Lord. And so let's just land the plane uh, quickly together. I want you to know why all of these things are great options. Who are we dealing with? What is the God we're dealing with? David ends verse 11, one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. You reward everyone according to what they have done. And David says human hope is is futile, human life is fragile. Hoping in riches or power. They're here today. And as we're seeing in our cultural moment, gone the next. And so who do we trust in? David says, one thing he spoke and two things I heard. Power belongs to God. And with him is unfailing love or covenant love. He is stable. He is secure. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You can bank on Him. You can trust in Him. You can look to Him in the rain or the storm. You can look to Him in the most beautiful, sunshiny day. In every season and in every circumstance, he is unfailing. His unfailing love and His strength and His power are the only suitable foundation for us to build a life on, especially in moments like these. And so let's just close with some application points. Number one, I just want to exhort you to acknowledge that the struggle is real. Be humble and be honest. It does no good just projecting, everything's fine. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. And like we said, be honest with another person. Yes, stillness and quietness are amazing, but there is a place to reach out. Number two, acknowledge dependence upon God. This is so, so practical. We, 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 we show what we're dependent on by what we allocate our energy, our effort, our affection, our attention. And so by communicating, I want to be dependent upon God. That looks like using some of the, the margin that we all have in our life now because of this unique moment. And, and depending on God, looking to Him, crying out to Him, being still before Him. There's a place for all of that as we're learning to be dependent upon God, as those things we used to be able to rely on, like our money or like our social standing or status or, or like the activities our kids were involved in. Almost all of these things are stripped away. And God, through the psalmist, is inviting us to depend on Him Fresh and anew. And then lastly, yes, there's a place to call on him and to pour out your heart alone. But I want to exhort you a practical application. Find somebody to call on the name of the Lord with. And and we are actively working on how to transition our altar times, our prayer times online where people can engage, continue, continue to engage in prayer with the Lord. So we just want to encourage you. Make the phone call shoot the text, send the email, reach out to someone and say, you know what, even if it's just once a week, it can be more. We're going to call on God's name together. We're going to be there for each other. We're going to be honest. We're going to be humble. We're going to depend. And then we're going to call on God's name. God is caring. God is capable and God is committed. One commentator said this to acknowledge my rightful place in the world, that I am powerless, out of control, I'm needy, dependent, actually restores a sense of calm. This is what we see David doing. If there's nothing I can do, I don't have to do anything. I'm able to be still and know that he is God. I am able to allow God to fight for me so that I only have to be still. Man, if there is a hope and a promise for us today, it's found there. In the stillness, in the silence, and yes, in times of pouring out our heart personally and with others. The the promise of this psalm and the promise of God for you is that He will meet us in that place of desperation, that place of anxiety, that place of fear. As we open our hearts, as we brave vulnerability and transparency before Him, honesty with ourselves and with another. It's in that space and place that God can fill us with his peace and his presence and the great hope. And I just declare this over you is that in the stillness, the quietness and the pouring out our heart, the Lord will fight for you. I just want to encourage you to say that again. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for me. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be Be quiet. Trust in Him, pour out your heart. One thing He's spoken, two things I've heard, that He is powerful and He's the covenant-keeping God. He'll never leave us, He'll never forsake us. This is the great hope that's offered to us today. And so let me just pray for us really quick. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this Psalm would come alive to us today and in the week and the weeks ahead With so much uncertainty, it can feel like there's no place to stand, no place to lay our head. But Lord, the psalmist tells us today that you are our rock. You are our refuge. You are our strength. You will never fail us. All power belongs to you. Unfailing love flows from you. And I pray, God, that we would adopt these three practices this week, not just once, but daily and all throughout our day, that stillness, that Silence and then that pouring out of our hearts to the Lord. Father, I pray you'd bless and strengthen our people today. Let us be a light in the darkness. Let us bring hope to the hopeless. Lord, let your peace and your presence touch us today as we look to you as our rock and our refuge. In Jesus' name, amen. Just lastly, before I sign off here, if we can partner with you in any way, reach out to us at hello at or visit our website, cornerstonesm.org. Truly, He is our refuge. God bless you. Leave a comment below. Reach out to us. Let's continue this conversation as we continue to learn how to look to and rely on God in all things, and for all things, and through all things. Bless you, beloved, as we